Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. Today we have a guest, Katie Soy. And today's topic is how storytelling has the ability to create change. So Katie is a storyteller. And I'm going to just read her bio to you guys. So she says, my career adventure began with a master's degree in business and communication, which led to almost a decade in corporate marketing and copywriting. As a writer and storytelling coach, my work is now my passion. Storytelling is a constant thread in my resume tapestry that has taught me how to help students, people, corporations, and entrepreneurs craft all kinds of different stories and weave them into their work. She also says that when she's not working, she loves to travel. She loves inspirational quotes and old books. She's obsessed with Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, and Star Wars. And you can find her at Miss Katie Soy on Instagram. She's also a transformational coach for Jim Fortin and a scripting coach for Brandon Lucero. So stay tuned for an amazing episode with Katie. Hello, visionaries. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology to create long-lasting transformation. And now, I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for you, evolved, overachieving leader who's ready to unlock your highest potential. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. And you can do all of that by just taking aligned actions, tapping into the power of your brain, your inner wisdom and ancient practices. So stay tuned, folks. I am so delighted you are here. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast. I have another guest today. Katie Soy and Katie and I are we go we go a long ways and I I mean long ways in this time, lifetime but I feel like I've known you Katie forever <laughs> if there's such a thing called other lifetimes but yes I feel like I've known you forever but what I love about Katie is what I I'm going to let Katie introduce herself but I I what I my kids love Katie's book let me just put it that way. Finally, putting they were all over her when we met. When we met you, oh my God, I'm going back and forth between present, speaking to you and speaking to. <laughs> yes. Let me just let let me turn over the mic to you, Katie. So tell us <laughs> tell us more about you and tell us about. Yeah, tell us. Just go. <laughs> just go. Okay. Um, well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you. Uh, I also. I'm so grateful for our friendship and our connection. I feel like it goes uh, farther back than we know. Let's just say that. <laughs> um, so I also adore your kids. Um, so I'll just explain just, just a bit about who I am and what I do. So your kids know me um, as a writer and author. So I have written um, a best-selling Amazon novel in 2017, and I'm currently working on an audiobook children's series. So your children were some of the very first readers for the first audiobook. Um, and they've just given you and me just 
incredible feedback on the story and what they want to come next. And so when we met in person, it was so exciting because they knew my characters in the story and they just wanted to, you know, chat about that. So I was, I just, I, I died meeting your kids. It was so sweet. They're adorable. Um, and then I also am a storytelling coach. So I work with um, entrepreneurs. I work with companies and corporations on how to incorporate um, personal stories, um, usually vulnerable stories, um, into your business brand and your communications and messaging, so that we can connect and um, that it, it helps us sell. It helps us, you know, take a stand for what we, you know, believe in the world as business owners. So that's what I do um, as well. I, I love that. And can I share my reaction when I first heard your story? Yes, <laughs> of course. So, so what I love, so storytelling is so powerful. I think that's one of the ways that we heal past trauma. That's one of the ways that we work through everything, right? And so when I heard your story, especially when you were, when, when the, the grasshopper, see, I can't even tell the title clearly. Do you want to name the title? Yes. So the book is called The Firefly and the Storm. And I can, I think you asked me, I think we'll have it in the notes where they can find it. And I have a discount code for your listeners too. So the firefly and the storm. And I keep thinking about the grasshopper because the story is all about a firefly who thinks she has to be a grasshopper in order to belong. And I could really relate to that story so much because in my entire life, was spent trying to find my place and trying to belong. And so when I read that story, I was more like, oh my God, like you're speaking <laughs> my life and how transformative that has been. Um, and my kids were like just all over the story and they just love, they just love listening to stories. So, but it had a deeper impact on me. So can you share a little bit about how storytelling can actually change someone's internal life? Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know how much time you have, Padma. We could be here all day <laughs> um, if I get going on that. No, so let me just share uh, just a little bit about this story. So, the Firefly in the Storm is about a firefly who is orphaned on a on a on a little tropical island, and she's adopted by parents who are grasshoppers. So, the story is you have a firefly growing up in a in a village in a community, going to school with only grasshoppers. So, so. As you can imagine, like, what would you do if you were a firefly? Nobody understood why you glow. You know, everybody thinks it's weird, right? Like, she's she's an outsider. So the whole story um, is about acceptance and self-love and belonging, like you mentioned, and, um, you know, really giving your, your yourself permission to stand out and be yourself. And so that's, that's the, that's the point of that story for, for, for the children. Um, but I, I, you know, clearly recall, I think you were on I think it was an Instagram live or maybe a clubhouse where you said, forget my kids. I'm an adult. I'm a mom. And this affected me because I felt like an outsider my whole life. And I have too. And I'm sure that your audience or people listening probably can relate to, to you and I here. Because if they're following you, they probably have that, that, you know, there's something different about them. Right. And so when, when it comes to stories, I, there's two, there's two things to answer your question about how they can impact our lives. So one, um, internally, the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves and about our world and about our family and about our beliefs and structures, right? Those, those can make or break you. Um, and you know, you can get up in the morning and say, I love myself, or you can get up in the morning and say, oh, I made a mistake yesterday. It was horrible. I'm going to be in shame all day. So that internal dialogue is truly a story. Like your subconscious mind, your thoughts are stories that you're telling yourself all day long. So one way that stories can change your life when I when I talk about this is the stories we say to us about us or you say about your kids or your spouse 
right? Um, and we all know that stories become self-fulfilling prophecies too. That's that's something that is talked about in neurobiology, right? Um, and we joke about it as a, as a culture, as a society. Um, and the other way that stories can change people is when we share a story with someone else, it's a way to show a lesson or teach a point without giving a lecture. So like your kids are really attached to this, this little firefly story and you're not telling them, Hey, you know, get up in the morning and be yourself. It's okay to be strong. Yes. I'm sure you probably do that, but they're learning and seeing it through a fictional story about someone else. And so we're able to, you know, I mean, obviously it's not just kids that are like that too. As adults, if you watch a movie and you relate to a character and you go, Oh, you know, that life lesson applies to me. That's probably going to be a little bit more impactful than your best friend going, Hey, you know, get your act together. You should, you know, you know, fix this part of your life. But when we come to those conclusions on our own through stories, so much becomes possible because we're not having somebody point a finger at us. We're just seeing it through, through the lens of a fictional story. Yeah. And that's what I loved about that story too, because a lot of it was about be yourself, like glow, glow. And all my life I've tried to shut down my powers and what a gift for children to have that now, right? Like now it at this young life, at this young age, where they can just learn to be themselves. I love what you said. Like when they listen to that story, they're applying it unconsciously to their own life. And then, yes. and then what I also liked was I could use that as a reference. Anytime I saw, you know, my son is, is he, he feels very different than my daughter. My daughter is just four, but I see her already like having limitations she's putting. So now I could use the firefly as a reference point. I love that. And I've had, I've had several parents reach out and say, which I was not expecting. And, and they said, thank you for this being a conversation starter. And I, as you know, I, you know, I've been in my DMs going, oh, what conversations is it starting? Like, let me know. And so these, these, these teaching points become, you know, an opening for parents to go, let's talk about how Jem had to be herself to save her friends. And she had to, you know, go to school. Like, let's, and there's parts in the book too, as you know, that are very real where she's being very negative and she's being um, very, you know, she's doubting herself. So it shows examples of how kids might think in, you know, the way that wouldn't be healthy too. And so as parents, I think you can go, Hey, like, look at here. She's not being healthy. This is, you know, she's not okay. And then here she changed her mindset or she changed her, you know, her feelings or, you know, whatever it is. So thank you for saying that. Cause I think, I, I, I think it's a conversation starter. And I truly think all stories, stories we hear from speakers, right? Stories we hear from, you know, the, the businesses that we love and the companies that we buy from those, those all have the power to change us, which is why I think it's really important. Not just personally, I love, you know, creative writing and fiction, but also it's something that I think we should be doing in business, which is why I love what I get to do. So tell us a little bit about how you came to this magical power of writing. <laughs> that is probably a long story. So I've been writing since I was 10 years old. Um, I, that's a long story, Podman. It's a funny story. I loved watching movies when I was little and I used to, you know, argue and beg my parents to let me watch like, you know, big movies that I knew were a big deal. Um, probably too young, but I would argue and I would beg and I would plead. And so, um, I grew up watching really, like really, really good, like lots of old movies. And I remember watching Gone with the Wind when I was 10 years old. And I had learned about the Civil War in school, but it was, you know, to me, it was just like, it was very one dimensional. It was words on a page. Like everybody knew it. Like you knew it was bad. I was in what? I was 10, I don't know, third or fourth grade. And 
I remember watching that movie and I, I, I asked to read the book too. And of course my parents said, no, not yet. Like that can wait. <laughs> but I remember being very aware that I was being told a story. I, I remember being like, oh, these costumes aren't real. Like I, it's a move. Like I kind of got what it was. The music is there to make me feel things. And I didn't understand what the Civil War was about, Padma. I didn't understand what racism was. I had heard those terms. And I remember being this, you know, kid on the brink of young adulthood. And I remember telling my parents, I was like, but people, kids my age, like, do not know about this. And my parents were like, well, yes, they do. Because like you learn about it in school. And I was like, no, they're not getting it. <laughs> so I wrote... I wrote um, a novel, Padma, called The Mystery of the Abandoned Shack. My mom, if she hears this, is going to die. About what I was learning from the movie. And about a little girl who was like 10 or 11. And she had a family and lived in the South. It was this whole thing. Like, it was just a way to process what I learned. And I thought, well, kids my age might might not understand what happened. But if they read a book, then they can learn. And that is how I got started. That is incredible. And first of all, thank you for debunking these, like, you know, don't watch movies because a lot of my clients and I have struggled as a parent, like, because my kids want to watch TV all the time. Mm-hmm. I let them, they want to watch TV all the time. Yeah. Right. And so even what you're saying is like, you kind of knew. And so to foster that creativity, because that's how creative creativity is born. Like you followed your intuition. Yeah. And my, I mean, my poor parents, I mean, that, that was just a thing. And, and we, we, we had lots of like boundaries around TV time and normally I was unallowed to watch movies, but you know, they were like, this is a classic, like let's watch it with you. Like they watched, like we all watched it together. We didn't watch the darker scenes. Like I remember them skipping a lot of it. Um, they also would not let me watch Titanic when it came out when I was, uh, 11. <laughs> that oh my God. Other. You made me feel so old. I was like in my twenties at that time when <laughs> Titanic came out. That was a fight that we joke about now because I was so upset that I missed I was missing out on this cultural moment when <laughs> I was like eleven years old and I was so I was such a brat, Padma. But but yeah, no, so that's how I started. And I just writing has been how I process my own life. It's just how I process the world. And then in high school I was writing you know, everything that I, that I, that I wanted to on, you know, like random, like end of the world type things. And then I also worked on a story about the Darfur crisis in Africa too. Again, taking like true events, but then, you know, taking like fictional characters. And that's what my novel, that's what my Amazon novel was about, which are not, not Africa, but it was about taking true events around um, what's going on in the U S with human trafficking with fictional characters and telling the story. So writing is just, in my blood, I guess it's how I breathe. <laughs> and so, um, the children's series was just a breath of fresh air because it is so different from anything I've ever done. It's very short. So it's like, it helps me be better to kind of get these concepts across in a concise way without overthinking. Right. Um, and I was not prepared for, for the response and hearing things like, like what your kids said and getting messages from kids around the world who have listened to it, who want to, who want to talk to me. Like I was not prepared. Um, and I'm working on the rest of the series right now. So there's more, there's more coming. That's amazing. So can you tell us the story of how this book was born? Because I I've heard that story, but I think it's like so cool. And the process, because I think there's a learning for everybody for how it came to life. Yeah. So I, I got the idea for this story in 2015, on my honeymoon in Thailand, 
And it was my second time in Thailand. It was Thailand's a very special place. Um, and actually, it's funny we're having this interview today because I just saw this morning that my Facebook memories popped up of my first trip to Thailand, which was not my honeymoon. It was several years earlier <clears throat> on a graduate semester there. And so I went in 2011 and it changed my life. Um, and so those memories popped up today. And then we, I went back with my husband for our honeymoon. And on our honeymoon, I got this idea. It just came in as a kind of a download. And I thought the, the initial concept was, what would you do if you were a firefly and nobody understood like why your butt glowed? Like, what would you do? <laughs> the weird it. thing that we think is creative. And I was like, no, but seriously, if you were like, and I'm adopted. So my brain, you know, goes to like, what if you were adopted? And like, you know, and I was just obsessed with this story idea. And so I, I knew the themes would be, you know, being yourself and um, <clears throat> anti-shame, like shame comes up in the story, bullying comes up in the story. But I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. I've always written novels. My novels are kind of darker <laughs> and I'm too long winded to write a kid's book. Like that was all these stories that I was telling myself. And so I just, I didn't prioritize it. I didn't honor it. I did not honor the creative spark and I just let it sit for years. And I, I wrote it, <clears throat> um, I wrote it in 2020. So it came out in the pandemic and then I launched it this year. So it was six, almost six years afterward. Um, wow. That it came out, or five years after that it came out. Um, and so can you that, elaborate on what a download means? Because some people might really get it intuitively and some people might not. So I'm just trying to get people to think like what a download could mean to them. Yes. So I don't know how to explain it. I've always gotten story ideas in dreams or in downloads. So for me, I guess a download for me means like an idea that I know is not currently going on in my head just pops in. Is that a better explanation? That's <laughs> that fantastic. So, so it'll be followed it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it'll be something where like, I know, you know, when I was, um, and it might be related to things that I'm like processing or learning about, but like the idea for the story or, or like a fictional character will kind of pop in from out of nowhere. And so now I've learned to honor that and I actively pursue it with, you know, my own, my own mental health tools, which are, you know, things like meditation. Um, I practice silence. I get a lot of those ideas that kind of come in from nowhere when I'm, when I'm being silent, um, going for walks. Um, I've learned, so it's, it's interesting because I'm sure there are people that are listening who are creative in some way, like artists or painters or other writers or even business owners. Like I know my entrepreneur friends will get ideas when they get quiet and they're like, I, did, I, I don't even know where this came from. And so that's how my story ideas come in. And then once I honor it, then it's like I follow this breadcrumb trail and I get more more about the story. And I might have to you know figure out how to make a character work or how to get you know, something across. But like last week, I was working on the next book in the series, <laughs> the next story, which will be an audiobook, And <clears throat> I knew I needed to fix a scene. And I was like, this, you know, something's not right in this scene. I need a different idea. Like I need something else. And so I just set the intention. I was like, I'm going to get the idea to show this lesson creatively. It's going to come in. And then two days later, it came in on a walk. And I was just out for a walk, getting my mail, listening to music. And all of a sudden I went, oh, it, it could be this. So I love now that. I've learned to kind of set the intention and, and honor that. But I let it sit for five years, which I really regret Obviously, I have to give myself grace, but the fact that I didn't, like when I, when I heard the first couple kids DM me 
Um, I think like five people had gotten the audiobook and I got a couple messages. I just was like, oh my God, I sat on this for years when it could have helped <laughs> other kids. So if anybody listening is has an idea in your business or as a creative and you're not honoring it because of whatever stories are going on in your head, I would love to tell you, don't waste your time because your people need you. And what is it costing the people that you could help that you're not honoring this? That is incredible. I wanted to I want to really highlight that, right? Because it is about what it impact it can have on someone else. And what is it costing you? Who who are you not reaching as a result of shutting this creative process? Yeah. It's funny. Um I didn't think it was gonna go here, but <clears throat> about a month ago, um, on the same trip where I met you, I was in Sedona, Arizona, with one of my mentors. And I was talking, I was having a bigger conversation about my life and work trajectory career. You know, those conversations you have when you're in Sedona and you're looking at the mountains and you're in a bubble and you're like, okay, why am I questioning everything? Um, So we're having this conversation and the question was asked of me, you know, I've taken this step to release this first story. And the question was asked of me, what what is it costing the little kids who already now you know have listened and the you know the other ones who are going to listen if you don't prioritize this and shift everything in your life to like prioritize this so not just like oh it's a story or it's a side thing or it's a i mean that was the question that was posed to me it was like what is it costing those little kids and i just met your kids so of course i was like right to the heart <laughs> And my daughter was like reciting the whole story. I know. I think she knows more of it than I do. Um, She was sitting on my lap, like saying actual lines. And I was like, oh my God. So I just, I just met your kids. And then I I was showing um, my mentor some photos of us that day. And so the question was, what is it costing the kids if you don't shift everything in your life to prioritize this? And I just, I was like, oh my God. And it's same story, you know, like that I had already had to get through. And I, it was here, here it was in this other place. Um, and so this, I am in the process of shifting my life to make this series a priority, um, which kind of sounds silly, but it, it's what I'm here to do. Well, it, it isn't. And also, you know, like it is um, one of the things I hear from my clients and when you're working on something that, that is outside your your realm of consciousness it can feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. right? because you're having when you prioritize something that is so important it can it's like you have to let go of other things in your life right in some ways and that can create a lot of discomfort and I'm my sense is you have to go through that how do you work through that discomfort oh that's a great question I'm laughing because it's like current situation <laughs> um <clears throat> That's that's what it's that's what it's I've been in for the last several weeks, to be quite honest. I'm currently in the middle of dealing with that discomfort, um, which you know, so thank you for asking me about this. How do I manage it? That is a great question. I have been going back to what I know to be true, which is this is this is gonna change kids' lives. And I say that <clears throat> not arrogantly. I say it because I actually believe it now. <laughs> and so I know that's true. And when I go, when, when, when we go back to what's true, it's like when you look at the things that you have to let go of, it, yeah, it's still, it's still uncomfortable, but it just changes the perspective a little bit, I think, to go, okay, well, I have to let go of ABC. I have to change this story. And that's what happened was I realized if I'm going to prioritize this, there was a bunch of other stories personally that I had about my life that are no longer aligned with my values. 
So then the question becomes, okay, work from A, you know, what do I know to be true? And then B, is letting go of this other stuff hard because why? Like, is it because it's hard because of the stories we're telling ourselves about it? Like my identity is in X, Y, Z. My identity was in my career. You know, is it the story that, hey, how can I prioritize my life around this when I just released one audiobook and, you know, a couple hundred kids around the world have heard it, right? This isn't like a massive, this is not like a massive bestseller. I'm not getting a check from a publisher. You know what I mean? So I had to look at those stories and go, wait, why am I thinking all these things are true? when they're actually not. And then that helped me kind of go, all right, here's what I'm letting go of and here's what has to shift. And and then setting setting boundaries on myself to be accountable, going, this is going to shift by X date. I'm telling a best friend about this to hold me accountable so that I make a decision by this point in time. So you, you can kind of box yourself in if you're not careful. And we our own internal nature is so sneaky that even when we think we're being conscious and making good decisions, that old subconscious, subconscious reprogramming reprogramming can come in without even knowing it. So being accountable, telling, you know, close friends about it, telling my spouse, Hey, I want to be held accountable for this. Um, and really looking at those stories, you know, and going, that doesn't, that doesn't fit me anymore. So I'm this person. Now these stories don't align with that. I have to put my money where my mouth is. Just amazing. A long answer. I'm currently in it. So if anybody's going through this, you know, and, and, and you're listening, I'm in it. So we'll have to do another episode in like, you know, a couple months. <laughs> Absolutely. So how, you know, as we, as we come to a, to wrap things up, like, you know, like I said, I think we can probably chat forever. <laughs> so what is, what are some words of wisdom you'd like to share with anyone who is in this process of questioning and doubting their creative side, especially? Oh my gosh. You have to honor the creative sparks. And you know, I think your people know when you get an idea that is just clutter versus an idea that is a creative, what I call a creative spark, like a, something that's related to your purpose, something that's really, and it could be in your business. It could, you know, whatever it is, um, honor it <laughs> because to me for five years, I was in a state of dishonoring. And I, if, if we view these things as gifts, if we view these things at, you know, if, if we look at ourselves as stewards, as vessels, right? As a business owner, that's how I feel. I'm not being a good steward of the gift I'm given, right? If you don't honor it. And so if you are in the, if you are dishonoring your creative sparks that you know could change the world or could change your corner of the world, regardless of what it's in, stop. (laughs) That's my word of wisdom. Um, the other thing I would say is when you, when you start honoring, be open to things looking totally different than you ever expected. Like I never would have thought I would have released this. This this audiobook is on my website. It's not on traditional channels yet. It's going to be at some point. <clears throat> but I had this idea that I couldn't get it out until I, you know, um, got a, you know, it was, you know, uh, you know, published by a big publisher or self-published, you know, a certain. So I had to let go of that. It's ju- it's just an audiobook right now on my own website. Um, and so be open to things looking different than how you might imagine amazing amazing honor your gift honor your creative spark and let go surrender to how it is going to show up because it's going to show up and then it'll unfold the way it needs to unfold i love it so where can people find you i'll have all the links in the show notes anyways but where can people find you Yes. So you can go, so you can download the story. Um, it, you know, again, it's an audiobook right now and it's definitely, 
it's not just an audiobook. There's like a whole soundtrack with it with music and sounds of nature. It's not just me talking. It's about a 20 minute listen. Um, so it's at katiesoy.com forward slash firefly stories. Um, discount code is firefly for anybody listening. Um, <clears throat> and then I'm also on Instagram at Miss Katie Soy, and that's where I'm most active to stay connected and keep in touch there. Okay. So Katie Soy, Katie, like how Katie spelled in soy, S-O-Y, right? Yes. K-A-T-I-E-S-O-Y.com. Slash firefly stories. Yes. Perfect. Amazing. I'm so I'm so honored you chose to come in here and share your wisdom. Thank you for asking such such really insightful questions. It's always a blessing to get to chat with you. I'm so grateful that you had me on. Oh, so I can't wait. I can't wait to hear all the um, all the epiphanies after hearing your hearing the story. I feel like a lot of the parents will probably relate to it more and get more from it than <laughs> the kids. Because these kids are growing up in a different place, like this, this may it, it will it, it's um it will impact them as they keep getting older. But like it was so profound for me. Oh, thank you it. so much! And I would love to hear from any parents. Um, tag me on social or or DM me. I'd love to hear the feedback from your kids. Um, I'm actively I'm actively listening and, and as you know and, and trying to collect that, and so I can learn more about how to how to do the next book in the series. Amazing. Amazing. Yay. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks, Padma. Thank you so much for listening. I have a request for you. If you found value, chances are that your friends and family will too. So if you can leave a positive review on iTunes, it will help reach so many more people. And if you have any topics or questions you would like me to feature, please send them to support at PadmaAli.com. And lastly, Please share your takeaways and breakthroughs with me on Instagram at Padma Ali. Thank you so much for tuning in. 